Here we go. You're listening to the Drifters Legends Clubhouse Radio Online. Come on! Your talk music station. listening to Clubhouse Podcast Radio today with your host, Butch Leak. The Drift Awards, the Atlantic Bell Arista Years. In 1969, saw the drifters in a very much declined state, relegated down to playing mom and pop shows along the eastern seaboard with its ever-changing lineup. Atlantic Records long had stopped looking at the group as a viable recording entity. Atlantic Records had only been releasing one record a year on the group from 1967 through 1971, none making it to the top 100 in the charts. Though the songs continued to remain popular among the diehard Drifter fans, and management continued to reap most of the rewards from recorded sales, the brand splintered off into a number of factions. Charlie Thomas and former members Doc Green and Ellsbury Hobbs formed a drifters group and soon began to challenge the Treadwell ownership. Through their misadventure in filing for a Drifters service mark in Washington, D.C., under the Drifters Partnership, they allied with Larry Marshak, long known to be somewhat dubious in the business of acquiring trademark names. On the other end of matters, Treadwell, who owned the name since the Clyde McFadder days, along with Johnny Moore, the late Bill Fredericks, Grant Kitchens and Butch Lee signed new recording contracts in 1972 with then UK-based Bell Records, who later became Arista. Due to this signing and the hit songs which came out of it, the Drifters brand as an entity was back on the map again under the successful writing and production team of British producer-writer Roger Greenway, 
Roger Cook, Tony McCauley, and Barry Mason. It was under this team at Greenway Music and the then Bell Records president, Dick Leahy, which sent the group back to the top of the charts to rule the airwaves. On the dark side of matters, the battles were heating up on who should own the drifter's service mark between the Treadwells and the Marshacks. Bill Pickney, who filed for a service mark under the original drifters, had also entered the picture trying to establish his prominence, had ongoing legal battles with Treadwell and Marshack. Later, others would enter the marketplace. Rick Shepard's drifters, Don Thomas and his drifters, both former members of the latter 60s group under Treadwell. In Europe, Billy Lewis, former replacement member of the 70s group, formed a group under the title New Drifters. To add to the melee, scores of pirate groups surfaced to claim a spot to the Drifters' fame who had no recorded history with the act at all. American or British brand. There has been much confusion around what writers and media coin as the British drifters, even down to characterizing the entity as a disco act. In fact, by the late 60s, as noted earlier, the drifters ceased to be a charting entity. Atlantic Records, the home company of the brand, ceased much of the promotions on the group except for earlier songs which continued to be packaged and sold through the existing media outlets. Group members by this time had begun to resign for various reasons due to internal disputes with then Drifters Incorporated, the management arm of the organization. The final breakup was in early 1970. The group members then were Johnny Moore, Bill Fredericks, Rick Shepard, and Don Thomas. Moore and Shepard and Thomas attempted to go it alone, but nothing came of it. Fredericks stayed on with management. Shortly after, Moore and Thomas returned and Shepard joined the police department, but continued performing with his own review. Early 1970, Butch Leak was drafted into the brand to replace Shepard. On the contrary, through most of the early 70s, it was Treadwell's drifters who were playing most of the venues along the eastern seaboard from New York to Florida, playing such prestigious venues as the Waldorf Astoria in New York City, and the Fountain Blue in Miami, Florida. On the West Coast, Treadwell's Drifters were regulars at hot spots like Art LeBeau's in Hollywood and played yearly at the Sahara Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Again, the fact is, it was Treadwell's Drifters who were the official drifters of the period. And though the group were making appearances 
abroad and in the Far East and in Europe, they were an American brand. 1972, back in the studios with a new record company, the Drifters saw new life with a string of hits under the British writing team of Roger Greenway, Tony McCauley, Roger Cook, and Barry Mason, which propelled the group back into the charts throughout the 70s era. Though the songs, for the most part, never were released in the United States, they found their way here through imports and became popular in the southern part of the United States and became part of what is characterized as beach music. You have been listening to Clubhouse Podcast Radio today. For purchases of our printed books, follow the links here on our website to www.blurb.com slash user slash Ventura 11. Our ebooks can be downloaded at clubhousebookacademy.store. Donations to our podcast can be made by following the links on our website.